Hello and welcome to That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. My name is Richie, as ever I am joined with Farley. Say hello, Farley. Hello. And Farley, tell us, how can we bring our lovely readers this brilliant podcast? Podcast. Uh, It was so strong until then. (laughs) Um, What is this podcast? (laughs) What is this? Is That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast? And what's it about? It's about games. It's about games. It's about two fucking middle-aged men who have been playing games since they were like 12 and think that they're still relevant. It's about games. (laughs) It's about games. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you're interested in any of that, you can find us over at (laughs) www.thatguys.co.uk and also at thatguysamaniac. At all your favourite socials, except the new ones and the ones with the kids and the ones that people use to send news to each other. None of those. All the oldie ones, like the middle, the middle-aged ones. That's the ones we were on. <laughs> okay, and as I asked before, how can how can we bring this podcast to um, to our wonderful readers? Podcast. Oh, well, well uh, this operation is vast. Um, we have an army of researchers. We have three international offices, uh, and so we rely on generous philanthropy provided by our sponsors. This week, we are sponsored by Felicity Bank. Um, Felicity Bank, for all your banking needs, make sure you drop all your money off at Felicity Bank before you go raiding in a dungeon and risk losing it all. Felicity Bank. <laughs> Felicity Bank. Cheers. Without you, we could not do this. Thanks, Shit. Felicity Bank. <laughs> right okay and today we are doing our ever popular ever beloved series what are you playing what are you playing yeah way up no that's that's not really good no wipe wipe it reminds me of um a northern person the... saying wipe <laughs> one of the bosses <laughs> In uh, Streets of Rage 2, which I believe you are. Um, reigning champion. Yeah. Reigning UK champion of single player speedrun. Yep. Um, and there's a boss, I think he's a wrestler, and uh, when he attacks you, he says, White no grass. White no grass. Yeah, that's what, he's, that's what we thought he's, he said. Anyway, white <laughs> reminds me of that. Reminds me of that. White no grass. <laughs> I love the fact that he's from the West Country. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it sounds like. You're, yeah, everyone's like, yep, 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 through obviously a, a, a you know, Japanese reimagining of the streets of America. Um, <laughs> with, <laughs> with people from Devon. <laughs> yeah, with a giant, a giant wrestler. White new guy. I don't think he was a wrestler. Maybe he was one of the jazzy guys in a jacket. Anyway. Brilliant, fantastic. I love it. Right. Um, So, I'm going to ask that ever so burning question. What have you been playing, Farley? What have I been playing? Well, we live in exciting times. I don't know if it's the time of year. I I kind of don't keep track of these things. It's especially hard to keep track of these things now that we don't have those big industry events. But it seems that everyone their dog is putting together a, a... like a presser of things and demos and so been spoiled for new stuff um, yeah. and 
I mean, we've had loads of stuff. We've had like a Pokemon Direct. We've had Nintendo Direct, and we've had yeah. Uh, like yeah, loads of just sort of new things popping up on our different video game platforms, whatever they may be, Epic or Steam, and yeah, it's been yeah, it's a big, big PlayStation One. Um, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's just been like announcement, 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 and and the great thing is, I don't know, it kind of feels uh, like those heady days in the past um, where loads of these things come with demos so um, I was attracted to the Project Triangle Strategy uh, game which I think is his working title from Squeenix uh, <laughs> I think was announced in the N- Nintendo Direct See, um, sorry what was the title again? Project Triangle Strategy brackets working title <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, and I, I've kind of been appreciating Square Enix. Let's let's base it aside from Crystal Chronicles remake um, from afar. So I'm kind of happy that they're they're kind of still going, um, uh, and, they, and they seem to be just resolutely cranking out the jest of JRPGs. Um, <laughs> and I've, none of them really click with me. Like. Um, uh, Bravely Default. I played the demo, uh, and I thought, oh, that's nice, but it didn't really grab me. Um, Octopath. What's that? Octopath, Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler. Octopath Travels. Octopath, Octopath Traveler. Um, no, I'm just gonna double check that. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't trust you. Um, that came out and just looked absolutely. Oh, Octopath Traveler, yeah. Um, oh, I'm glad you you, you, you can corroborate <laughs> that. You know, I do. You know, when you're listening to a podcast, you're just screaming because they're mispronouncing something over and over again. Um, it's actually pronounced Octopath. Not oh Octopath. God, down! It's, <laughs> it's actually pronounced Keistus Aerith. Um, <laughs> so I really, I really, I really like the, the visual style. Of, you know, that like 3D, essentially 3D pixels. Um, Bloom turned up to 1,000, uh, but um, <laughs> as is our regular refrain, just like, oh wow, yeah, this looks like a massive, huge game that I'm never going to finish, uh, as much as I appreciate it, and it will be on the pricey side as well. Um, and so to see Project Triangle Strategy, which seems to be a bit of a blend of Fire Emblem type things, but with the same engine as um, Octopath Traveler, and in fact, um, I. I re-downloaded the Octopath Traveler demo and then played that and then played Project Triangle Strategy and even you know it's obviously the same engine but even like the same front end and the same like um, quick save icon <laughs> um, <laughs> so, wow I, I appreciate the amount of research you've gone into <laughs> this one <laughs> it's, it's only because I played them back to back I was like oh, okay it's not, it's not just you know oh, they're, they're going for a similar aesthetic it's, it's you know you've barely changed the font <laughs> just you're just redoing another game in this engine um and what can i say about it it is it it's really generous i i keep saying this as if as if i said it about another demo i think it was the um Hyrule warriors uh muzu game um yeah and uh, when i was playing it i kept expected to be you know and that's it. And if you want to buy the real game, wait for blah blah blah. No, you, you kind of um, just keep going, keep going on the world map, and it kind of dumps you firmly in the 
in the story. I think it even says something. It comes up with a disclaimer at the beginning to say, uh, we're dumping you. It doesn't literally say that. We're, 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 <laughs> we're dumping you. Oh, my we're God. Dump, we're dumping you <laughs> in the middle of the story. So you may, may not really know what's going on. But there's a word to those effect. Uh, to that effect, you know, uh, you'll, you, there'll be some stuff that you don't really understand. Um, and it's a very nice, uh, what do you call it, isometric tactics game. Um, looks very pretty. Music uh, is amazing. It's your usual cast of... Uh, crazy characters there's a woman on a bird there's a edgelord spearman there's a clueless brown head sword man there's a lady healer all of your favorite is brown haired sword man default man <laughs> well, the, well i think it, it, from what i recall there's like a competition between you the, the main default man or you the main default man oh maybe, brilliant maybe, maybe you're both the main default man um, <laughs> A title that can be shared. Yeah, Default exactly. men. <laughs> Default men who only communicate in ellipses. Um, uh, and the battles were quite tough, um, but they have really nice. It's not really nice. Phenomenal. Is that the word you're no, looking for? I, I, no, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I really hate. Uh, I think we talked about this before. I really hate um, uh, a discussion about games that ultimately just ends up focusing on on like really tiny nitty gritty bits of mechanics because that's the only real thing that differentiates game from game and so and so i think generally uh gamers are like really generous with uh, i mean it's really interesting to try this new system because you know um they've done such an innovative thing like uh made the water enemies weak to electricity and the ice men are weak to fire and it's really amazing combos that you can do um, you've already talked too much about this <laughs> skip yeah. to it man <laughs> yeah. um so there's that there's that in the mix um unlike your other isometric battlers you know if you surround an enemy you get bonus things you get combos and there's a little bit of like uh classes thrown in there as well so um uh you've got your healer you've got your rogue who does your double strikes and then fucks off You've got your uh, can fly really far, but is really weak um, uh, flying class. Um, but yeah, like I say, uh, along with Octopath Traveler, bravely default, bravely default too. Um, I admire it from afar. Probably won't pick it up, um, but give the demos a whirl if that's your thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything more to say on bravely default? Uh. Octopath Traveler. No, what's it called? Project Triangle Strategy. Yeah. I mean, no, I did. Sorry. I did. <laughs> I did pay attention. I swear. <laughs> the, the thing is, is really hard to tell apart. I've got them all. Um, uh, I've got them all on on like the front page of my Switch at the moment, and they're all exactly the same logo. It's like black screen, white text. Um, uh, <clears throat> I did download the Bravely Default two demo. Uh, if you like Bravely Default, I imagine it's more the same. And what made me really laugh is there's a very Scottish character in it called Elvis um, who has a really thick Scottish accent so just every time he came on it just it just made me really laugh because it doesn't fit with the rest of the world and the other characters um, <laughs> brilliant yeah it's been voice acted really is you know um, very good localization or voice acting I guess um, yeah I don't know if he has a Scottish Japanese accent in the original Japanese or whether they speak English in the Japanese release uh, so yeah there's some, uh -huh, hilarity, yeah. <laughs> some hilarity in that game and again very pretty 
Well done, Squeenix, on making your very pretty, boring mechanics, uh, little character RPGs. <laughs> Fantastic. I give it um, four, three high potions out of five. Three high potions out of five. Okay, yeah, that's a good scale. I yeah. dig it. What are you playing? Right. I don't think we can have uh, what are you playing without me copping out and talking about World of Warcraft. Uh, okay. Okay, okay. So, I think when last we met in our forum of what are you playing... <laughs> sounds, like you're, sounds like you're starting some really shit fantasy fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> Gather round and I'll tell you a tale. <laughs> Last time our intrepid travellers met in the tavern. <laughs> oh gosh, okay. There was an exchange of gold. <laughs> One left with a bag of contraband. No, no, um, let's 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 not let's not go down here. The bust as the busty tavern wench put the steins down. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to stop. Really, really stop. <laughs> I think we should just end up just live acting <laughs> live. Recording the radio play of our uh, generic oh. fantasy <laughs> setting. How, I mean, we are going to wear ourselves out very, very quickly with that. Our improv game is pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then the and, travellers ordered another round of steins. And it, it was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they just went to bed because they were tired. <laughs> and... Uh, they were middle-aged and, you know, life had gone... Stop it! Let's stop, stop, stop! <laughs> right. So what have I been playing? Have you disappeared? You just... World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> I thought you'd just like... Stop it. Right, okay, I'm stopping the podcast. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I think, uh, as I was saying, when last we spoke... And <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Um, we were talking about finishing Naxramas, the final boss of uh, World of Warcraft. And yeah, so uh, it's pretty much that is what I have been doing uh, for the past few weeks, which has been going in, getting all the Naxramas gear. Um, working on my tier 3 working on my bits and pieces of other weapons and stuff like that and uh, yeah it's been quite good I can see some real progress from what was taking us you know you know nearly like 4, 5, 6 hours it's just down to like 2 and a half hours and I think that's what's quite cool as well you know just that sort of working together and um, sort of moving there but um, that is the end of the game and we've been waiting for that news event to say what's going to happen next. And that happened. Uh, that dropped um, just last week in one of those expos <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. Um, Blizzard had a, a woman come up on stage and she said, Boom, we're going to do the Burning Crusade Classic, which is... Um, Back in the day, 2007, it was the expansion to um, World of Warcraft, uh, or the first one. And that's where <coughs> they, they bring in the the sexy porny elves and the uh, the big Russian tently goat people, if you remember that. No. When are the pandas coming? 
Uh, the pandas are about three or four um, expansions still in the future. Yeah, fucking pandas, man. <laughs> I don't think they cut the mustard anymore in in terms of uh, cultural appropriate. Oh no, what am I on about? You've got the trolls in. Wow. Uh, so, that, so that's yeah. uh, <laughs> that's exciting. Are they going to roll it out as it was originally rolled out? Are they going to make changes? Is it going to be different? Well, there there is going to be changes. Um, there's already. Oh god, this. I don't want to go too much into this, but yeah, there has been blooming community outcry and rage because there's a specific paladin spell which was specific to the horde and there's another one which was for the the alliance but everybody loves the horde one more and there was a big outcry saying oh please balance it please give it to the alliance as well and blizzard caved and gave it to the alliance so now both factions have this paladin spell which makes very little difference to anything at all um but yeah there, there is changes and yeah they, they've sort of explained what the rollout's going to be they're going to do what's called pre-patch which is a very very exciting time um that is it really is in pc games man yeah okay no no pre-patch pre-patch so right. What this ultimately means is there was a massive overhaul to everything. Can't they just, can't they just release games when they're finished? Hey, uh, they yeah. just release 15-year-old games? No, there, there is a good reason for the pre-patch, and I'll, I'll explain it quite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so part of what's quite cool is when the game releases, uh, everything is going to bump up. You'll soon be able to go to level 70 you get new professions that go from level 300 to 375 you've got all of these new things happening um but before then you have this little period of pre-patch which basically allows for the new races to be released so the new blue space goats and the porny elves people have got some time to actually level them up to level 60 and join at the same time in the new expansion. Do you get what I'm saying there? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just basically pre-patch is a, is a sort of catch-up time. But also in that time, there's been a massive overhaul and change to all of the mechanics and the classes play very differently. So during that time, you're going to be like playing the end game of World of Warcraft, level 60, but you've got a whole brand new set of talents and new new builds that are only going to exist for like a few weeks during this pre-patch time and i think that's quite exciting because you get to like really really sort of play about with all sorts of fun new mechanics and change the way you're you're doing things and it'll be fun to actually go back into naxxramas and just be like completely different you know certain people are going to be at the top of the damage meter who weren't there before and you know that sort of stuff it's going to be a fun uh sort of pre-TBC um, time where, you know, you've just got this lot of overpowered fun change to the um, the mechanics of the game. But that doesn't sound interesting to you, does it? <clears throat> no, I was just thinking, so how's, how does that realistically work? So, you know, how do you do you respect or all of a sudden are you, you know, do you have 
new I believe, branches on your trees, just things disappear. I believe you'll just log in one day, um, after a hefty download, um, your trees will probably be reset, uh, re reset down to zero. Um, but there's so many, uh, like, talent trees that you can play about with online as well <laughs> in the meantime. Um, and yeah, it, it's just basically you'll have a whole brand new uh, set of talents to go down. So, do you know how the talent trees look in, in World of Warcraft? Yeah. 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 So, basically, yeah, uh, you'll just be able to choose your new spec going down there and I mean I've been playing about with it I'll be quite honest I, I got an app for it on my phone and every so often I'll, I'll like load it up and I'll, I'll make my fantasy oh my level God. 60 build um, I'm not fucking kidding either <laughs> and, you, and your girlfriend's like what are you doing yeah, um, porn I'm looking porn, at disgusting yeah. porn it's just really disgusting oh it's so degrading <laughs> yeah yeah anything. real man yeah yeah anything. yeah anything to mask the true <laughs> shame this Brazilian <laughs> fart porn uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely not fantasy wow builds <laughs> oh god uh, but yeah, yeah so I have been uh, yeah uh, playing about with um, different builds and having a lot of fun with that because when pre-patch hits everything changes and with that, a lot does change. So they have given some uh, indication to what changes are going to happen that are different from the first time around. So um, when the Burning Crusade came out, it was patch 2.0. And, you know, it was like everything was new, 2.0, you know. Um, and um, But the patch we're getting in this new version is actually 2.4.3 which was the final patch of the burning crusade which basically means we're getting everything that's had all the bugs fixed fixed uh, all the issues ironed out so that you're basically they did the same thing with um uh, classic as well we got version 1.12 which was you know the final version of that um so yeah um what that means is well everything should be tidy and clean but it also means that everything is like it was in the final days of WoW um, so there's things like um, currencies and items that dropped that were perhaps you could only get at a specific time are now available just to for everybody to get um, I, and, but we don't know, uh, and that's the other thing is we don't know how they're going to phase this release um, so with uh, World of Warcraft as a, a I've been through before with you. They had a phase for like each of the big uh, gear tier dungeon raid drops. So there was five phases that they went through, and they're going to do five phases again in the Burning Crusade as they go through each one of the new raids as they open up. Um, which is good because it just gives you some time to chew on and play about with and get used to each one of the sort of gear upgrade points. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's going to happen. Uh, things that are really different um, are going to be raids are different. They're no longer doing 40-man raids, which means guild mechanics are going to just... Uh, guild mechanics, guild... What, what was the word I'm looking for, Farley? Guild... 
structure um... guild structure is going to change a bit and of course we, we've actually done a little survey in our guild just to sort of see who wants to play as what do you want to play um are you gonna you know redo as a new character do you want to play as a tentacle space goat you know that sort of thing um An- anecdotally just within your guild uh would there be much drop much what drop off drop off I, I don't think so I think um, within our guild it's become quite a good little community we did out the ones who perhaps weren't so active or well, I think we did out is a really horrible way to say that but maybe um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're too casual for dad Dad yeah, yeah, plus. fucking dad guild, dad guild plus. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, or indeed people who were perhaps the the wrong attitude and things of like that as well. You know, they were too hardcore for dad guild plus. You know, and <laughs> yeah. things of like that. Yeah, you, you're perhaps dad guild plus plus. Yeah, too, yeah, though. yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. I, I don't see that much drop off, which probably means there's going to be a huge roster, um, which is going to mean that people who were raiding, you know, 40 people raiding day in, day well, not day in, day out, but every week, um, are now going to drop down to 25. And how we approach that is going to be different, you know, and it's a step into the unknown. Um, or date, if we're going to do that. I mean, it's just like. I'm sure a lot of people are like wanting to secure a place and then eh, you know what I'm done <laughs> don't want to play TBC or, or whatever and to see how it goes um, but yeah um, I, I I don't know I think in a, it's a little bit of an unknown <laughs> I don't know and it's an unknown exciting times <laughs> exciting times <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah how many um uh, patch notes out of 10 do you give it uh, the game that hasn't been released yet or hasn't been re-released yet yeah. I'll give it I'll give it 8.1.3 uh, patch notes out of 10 okay pretty good <laughs> alright okay so moving back to you Farley what else have you been playing other than triangle bracket watching <laughs> demo <laughs> default deep. Default uh, traveler. Octo default triangle. I have been playing. So there was a. Uh, I think the Switch. I'm getting really savvy with sales on the Switch. I, I don't ever remember it being this. Um, not aggressive, just visible on. Certainly not the Wii U, um, and to a lesser extent the 3DS. Uh, but yeah, they've gotten really savvy at. at doing these sales and doing them often and just doing things for ridiculous prices so uh i was nosing around the e-shop um and because some you know it's that kind of thing where they they say we've got this sale on and some things are up to 90 percent off with a little asterisk and of course the things which are up to 90 percent off are those weird, weird games i don't know if anyone's making uh, making any money of them which essentially, you know, here's a here's a different coloured, here's a series of different coloured blank screens you can have on your Switch. You know, like weird shit like that. Yeah. Um, which has been discounted from one pound fifty one to 
18 pence. Um, <laughs> whoever's buying those, um, but there were actually there were actually some some deep cuts on on some decent games. Um, but my as I was nosing through, um, I saw that Siberia one and two collection was uh, on sale for one pound ninety two. But you've you've played Siberia, have you not? I've I have I own and I've played Siberia, um, but I never finished Siberia two. Okay. Um, and I really really love is to me Siberia kind of sits with um, uh, Mist and Riven. Um, yeah. In you know those games that kind of define uh, a generation for me they define like a period of, a period of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I meant like technological generation rather than a... Yeah, yeah, it's just the way you, it defines a generation. It's like fucking yeah. hell. It's like the, the boomers, the Gen Xers, <laughs> then you've got the mist and riveners. And yeah. you've, got, you've got the microids generation. Um, uh, no, just just and of course those... you've got Star Trek: The Next Generation. Hey, generation. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Generation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just those solid games that uh, everybody was playing or it felt like everybody was playing and are much loved uh, so I'm surprised it got a, a, a port I think there was a Siberia 3 which came out not too long ago um, which I think was kind of true to the Siberia model but everyone was like yeah we don't there's a reason why point and click games sort of almost completely died um, but <laughs> I do love Siberia uh, the music the, there's something about um, the uh, how would you describe it without saying the word aesthetic it's, it's like a, a visual identity to the cutscenes um, I don't know what it is either the engine you know, or the way they're animated very very atmospheric uh, I, I think yeah it's sort of like very storybook and a bit uh, otherworldly and particularly in Siberia 1 where you've got these automatons um of moving around so it's yeah, a bit uncanny a bit creepy but also very wonderful uh, in a way that you don't get these days when you're dumped onto some Dunkirk very beach. wonderful okay yeah. I, uh, as but in, yeah wonderful in, as in almost the literal use of that word not kind of oh yeah. it's wonderful but it's no. full of full wonder of, full of wonder yeah it makes you you know I, I think that's that is the great thing about Siberia is it is you're urged on because you just want to see what happens next. Where am I? What is this? Um, yeah, what are these crazy automatons? What's this big train? Um, and the music train. So yeah, real, real nostalgia trip. Um, uh, and it's made me sort of forgive some of the shortcomings <laughs> of the genre uh, and um, and pointing it plays. Uh, this is such a trite games thing to say, but it plays really well. <laughs> it does play really well. It has um, it has a good feel, a good no, game a hidden, feel. It's a hidden gem, um, oh. <laughs> and all those other horrible things. Uh, yeah, and it's lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, so I, I look forward to going through Siberia and then um, finishing Siberia Two, which I never did um, originally because I'd rather push uh, two pens up my nose into my brain than fuck around with trying to get a twenty-five-year-old PC game to work on a modern-day PC. I think GOG has it, incidentally. Yeah, I... And I think I have it on GOG. Yeah. Um, of course yeah, I like do. Like I say, pens up the nose. One ninety-two, and I can... £1.92 and I can just play them without hitting some fucking forum and deleting some file in some fucking 
No, the reason I said GOG is because they're good at that sort of shit. They they just make the games work. Like, they take old PC games and you click and they work. There's no bullshit behind them. Yeah, I'm not sitting at my fucking desk and playing games like that. Alright, okay, okay, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Not everybody, yeah, I think... I, I just want I didn't want you to disparage uh, good old games because I love the fact that there is a company out there who's actually making PC games less of a pain in the dick. Shove two pens up your urethra, um, sort of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to good old. Shout out to God. Um, it's just all of PC gaming, which uh, I despise. <laughs> Fundamental grounds. Um, but. What was I going to... Maybe that was it. Maybe that's all I was going to say about Siberia. Okay. Oh, no, that's it. Uh, yes. Um, no new thoughts here, but... Um, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Christ. You forget how obtuse point-and-click games could be. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking stone-cold take straight away. <laughs> I know. I mean, hey, hot off the press for uh, from a genre that's basically dead, but... Ooh, that was quite annoying sometimes. Oh, and you know the um, I've already played it, so so it's even more frustrating because you know when you're trying to combine the key with your satchel, yeah, because you you're starting to get the wall. But then I've also already played it, so I kind of have a vague memory of what I need to do, but not yeah. not actually what I need to do. And so yeah, so I've been sat there with a, with a a walkthrough. Um, and coincidentally, I was talking to uh, uh, somebody I work with uh, who'd also picked it up. Um, and so we had a nice um, uh, nice discussion about that and uh, as we've talked about a couple of times in the podcast before that that kind of horrible existential moment where you are playing a game with a walkthrough on your knee and you're sort of just reading the walkthrough half the time and then just doing exactly <laughs> what we told you the other half of the time so I think I'm, I'm just like a, just like the, a difference engine between the, the walkthrough and the game there um, needs to be a word we need to appropriate a foreign word for that and just that there's definitely going to be a thing where you're just oh god like yeah. you get these phrases Oh, like Schadenfreude. Yeah. We, if we could just appropriate that and just That's, make it, you know, some phrase like that, which you know, which sort of equates to um, at least you're not watching just watching a video, right? That's all. Yeah. All you can say about that situation is you are you are one notch <laughs> up the. No, no, up, it, up it's even worse than that. Because when you are looking at a guide, you are fucking working. Your brain is not in like play <laughs> or flow. You are straight up working out right. What's the, what's the best thing? Okay, so this guy from Game FAQ says if you do this, you then have to go down that path. Right, shit. Now I need to go and find another guide on what's the best path to take. And then, you're like, <laughs> by the time you come back to it, you know your game is sort of like sitting there, and it says, "Please reconnect your controller." And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. "I'm yeah. so glad I'm playing this game." Yeah. Nana is is working to play. I'm going to find a word for this. <laughs> okay, that's your homework. I'm going to write it down. That's your homework for next. Uh... I gave you homework as well, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, Something about Asian appropriation that I'm sure it was. Um, yes, and the, <laughs> here we go. Here's another <laughs> run. The, 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 we've been playing some recent games, <laughs> unlike fucking Siberia. Um, uh, so I don't know where I don't know if, if stuff's still happening on Game Facts or, or whether they've just lost out on the SEO. But but um, IGN just dom you know 
come up with the top oh my god three searches and it's basically fucking (laughs) clickbait faq guides it's so fucking annoying and so you you click on it and it's either nothing or um you know you you'll be like uh how do i get out of this how do i get out of the sewers in rome or whatever because we've been playing assassin's creed and then, and then you'll, you'll take you to an external says... video or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. and... and then eventually you click through and then you accidentally click back and it takes ages to load and then it's put you at the top of the, the, the uh, kind of FAQ and you scroll past the video because obviously the video is... You think it's an advert, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then there's another advert. Then, you, then it's like two or three lines in between adverts whilst... Uh, advert bar pops up at the bottom yeah and um, then then there's a little tiny thing saying oh no it's a huge thing saying next and you're like yeah. okay maybe maybe the, the the thing that i want is on next and next is actually assassin's creed 3 and you're like <laughs> oh my god why am i here why is that why is that the logical next button <laughs> yeah yeah i just wanted to know what to do after the bit um and the worst part is that the, what you've just described is like the desktop experience and when you decide to do it on your mobile it's just yeah. like 19 times worse with yeah. things fucking popping up it, and yeah it um, routinely just crashes my browser and um, you know, <laughs> comes up the pop up like you know oof we're really not liking this web page are you so, sure you want to say yes because I need to know whether I you know kick the orphan in the well or not to get the good <laughs> <laughs> get the good ending <laughs> <laughs> of a game that I'm not really playing because I'm trying to negotiate your fucking awful awful website oh my god <laughs> oh god working to play or playing to work yeah keep keep workshopping it keep working yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that was my Siberia experience uh, yeah. and I 92 mean, who can complain? yeah exactly yeah of course and like I suppose we talked about pointy clickies, so you can't talk about pointy clickies without talking about the obtuse Discworld. Did you ever play Discworld? Um, played the demo and then and then read a very entertaining review in <laughs> probably PlayStation Pro at the time. <laughs> yeah, that, that just went on about the you know extreme lengths of things you had to do and travel forward and back in time and. Yeah. Uh, and actually having a, a encyclopedic knowledge of Discworld. Yes, I mean it's sort absolutely of helped. <laughs> yeah, but actually not that much. No, 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 because it, it doesn't matter how encyclopedic your knowledge is, the fucking quests were absolutely insane. I mean, yeah, the time travel stuff was so so crazy, and oh god. They they make hints about it and then I've replayed it a couple of times and I've replayed it without a guide, but struggled, you know. Um, and I enjoy it as a game because I like the Terry Pratchettness and it's so fucking British as well. You've got um, Tony Robinson and uh, John Pertwee and Eric Idle all doing the voices in there as well. Um, and this was a game before PlayStation. It was on DOS, not Windows. DOS, <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, so it, it was a good game, but yeah, like there's a very famously obtuse part of that game, which is you catch a butterfly, go back to the past, leave the butterfly under a lamp, go back to the future, and then a guy who was preaching there will then 
get soaked because a cloud appeared where the butterfly was and rained on him, which will then allow you to steal his cloak so that when you go back in time, you can join the cult to get a dragon that's trying to kill you. It's, it's fucking nuts, man. Uh, but you kind of forgive it because it's like it's it's got the sort of uh, Warcraft three effect all of it. Like you can click on people over and over and over and over and over and over, and you know they say funny things, and it, it becomes more of an homage to late eighties British sitcoms than it does become Discworldy. But yeah, I'll shut up now. You were talking about Siberia. <laughs> yeah, how yeah, many yeah. points out of clicks would you give it <laughs> um, uh, with nostalgia bumping it up a few points I'll give it 4 four out of 5 4 points out of 5 clicks <laughs> 4 points out of 5 clicks excellent yeah. good work good um, work what are you playing so I have, <laughs> have also been uh, indoctrinated into the world of sales and yeah. um, it's a game that I haven't really bothered to pick up purely because it's kind of like oh, I'm not sure will I even spend any time on this game and then yeah. I think it's got reduced from like 60 down to 16 pounds or something like that and I'm like uh, so your, your mental way of looking at these things is like I'm saving 50 quid here. No, no, my mental way is like, if I don't play this, it's only £16 I spent. <laughs> uh, which is more than likely in this scenario. But it also because I guess it's like, I suppose you can look at it like the demo, but it's a paid for demo. I know I'm not going to play the full thing <laughs> or get into in the, into the full scenario. Uh, but yeah, anyway. I'm sure all of our readers are sitting there with a uh, bated breath, just dying to hear what this game is that was sixty pounds <laughs> and reduced to sixteen. Um, I got a uh, Borderlands Three. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Any um, <laughs> say about it? <laughs> right. Well, um, I played Borderlands Two, um, and I put pissed about a bit with the uh, the pre sequel. Um, I just didn't like the whole gravity bouncy thing. Um, Borderlands. Now, I like the concept of Borderlands, and it's a very full world as well. Um, by full, I mean it's it's nice to have a universe that's so full of characters that automatically become characters. I don't know if I'm explaining this particularly no. well. Um, <laughs> like of characters that automatically become characters. Well, I suppose they become memorable characters much quicker uh, than I would say many other games where characters perhaps fade um, or you become. Um, I they oh god. I don't know how to explain Just this, Bear. I do need your help. Stick to the script. It's <laughs> okay. a hidden gem. Oh, fuck off. It's not a hidden gem. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's wonderful. It's nostalgic. It's phenomenal. What do you. Well, okay, right. Let, let, let's take this in a different angle, shall okay. we? What do you know about Borderlands? 
at the series. No, uh, that it's got a very problematic uh, developer. Yeah. Water behind gearbox. It. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what's his face? Mister, take the money and run and weird, kiddie porn oh. on a disc. Um, was, was that him? Yeah, I think so. Oh, real great, fantastic. Um, <laughs> it was very colourful, cell shaded. There was a bajillion and one weapons and then a very funny robot whose voice had to got screwed over or something. Yeah. But it's very much like good and bad in <laughs> in, in not so equal measure with Borderlands. But a lot of a lot of people liked it and they liked that you could actually it was properly co op in yep. a world where nobody does properly co op anymore. Yeah. Um I mean I I didn't really touch in the co op stuff. I I just played it for the single player um, side of things um, it is a schluter yeah and that, I mean since we're referencing Castle Super Beast and everything that we're doing here um, I'm going to use their word um, but yeah it is um, it's basically if you were to take the random drops that you got in like Diablo or World of Warcraft or whatever uh, but transpose them onto um, guns that is essentially what you get and make it a, f- a first person shooter um, I don't mind first person shooters like sometimes you just get into them and enjoy them like what, what was the last uh, first person shooter you enjoyed and actually it's pretty similar to the Outer Worlds <clears throat> yeah yeah well, there you go yeah um, but that's from the Fallout New Vegas guys isn't it does it have the whole thing where you pause time when you shoot yeah, it has a fake. It has a fake bat system. It has yeah. a fake weapon slot system. It has a you have to make difficult choices system. Yeah. So, the one thing I dislike about Borderlands, and I think it's I don't understand why people like it, um, but it, it's definitely a thing. It's like when you play as a character you have very little in the way of traditional stealth specifically from same sort of games like that have the VAT systems or have the ability to you know sneak around yeah um so which i always is, which is your preferred uh yeah way of doing things right to be sneaky yeah. sneaky yeah, exactly stabby stabby um, steal your things before you even know what's happening exactly and and you, you get to play around with the, the mechanics a lot as well um my issue with Borderlands is that you seem to have Sniper and you have sneaky characters. However, whenever you happen upon a new uh, encounter, because it's really, really well done, this game, don't get me wrong, like, you, you will <laughs> go really into well it. Done. It's good as in, like, you go into an area and yeah. you'd be like, oh, right, there's boxes here and there's a thing up the top. Oh, right, something's going to happen. Then you'll start to see somebody moving across and then immediately your head goes into sniper mode. You're sort of, right, okay, what's the deal here? I've got to try and take down a few people, get them down and maybe launch into a, you know, full-on assault or something like that. But no, what happens is... You will sniper one person, and then everybody in the whole entire encounter map area that you're in 
knows where you are and are shooting at you. <laughs> and that, or indeed are running at you with axes because they've got that sort of thing going on. And that pisses me off a little bit because one, you're then left being this sort of uh, gimpy sniper that now has to try and shoot things really fast with a sniper. And of course, I'm an old man. I don't have <laughs> dexterity like, like like the youngins and all that, you know? But also, just like, why not just let me sniper people and, you know, try and, you know, pick it off? Play the game at a slower pace rather why than everybody... Why won't the game let me do what I want to do? And it's weird because I played through the entirety of uh, what's it called um, Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. and it was like I really wish this had a snipe you know a, a stealth thing I really wish this had a stealth thing <laughs> and uh, I've gone and bought Borderlands 3 and the first thing I did I'm like okay which one's the sniper? I'll go to the sniper, right? Go in, and then I shoot one person, and then everybody runs at me like, "Oh yeah, that's this game, isn't it?" Um, I forgot the forty hours I spent on Borderlands. 2. Oh my, it was more than forty hours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, and I suppose it, I kind of like I, I I'd love for somebody to turn around to me and say, uh, "You you know that you're supposed to press this button." Uh, that, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd <laughs> yeah. love for that to be the case, and and you won't be detected, and you're like, oh, right, okay. oh yeah, oh that's what silencer meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if there's a secret silencer button, I just didn't know, or there's a silencer option, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm just not pressed. That would be great. It would make that game suddenly a lot more playable for me. But right now, as it is, it's just like. Oh wow! Look at me scoping out everything that's here. I can see this guy here. Right, I'm going to shoot this guy in the head. Oh, and now everybody knows where I am. Oh god, there's a midget running at me with an axe. You know, like oh, and you you grind through that. You get levels. You get new weapons. You get some other cool things, and then you get to a new area, and you're like, right, okay, I'm, I'm just going to shoot this guy in the head. And, oh, God, now everybody's trying to attack me. And <laughs> um, Yeah, and it's also, it suffers from that whole, um, the whole world levels up with you thing. Oh, yeah. um, which basically means I never get a chance to be overpowered, which really, yeah. you know, and I, I'm too used to playing Japanese RPGs. <laughs> like if I'm going to do the grind I expect to be you know overpowered but instead no it's kind of like yeah uh, you know <laughs> tough tough first 10 hours and then a, a breeze for the rest of the 80 yeah um, yeah but yeah uh, so I've played um, I don't know probably about 4 or 5 hours of Borderlands 3 and I'll be honest with you I haven't got very far I restarted once already, <laughs> um, realizing that I hadn't chosen the sniper character to start off with, um, and yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's one of those ones. Like, do I want to spend my time on this? I did yeah. enjoy the loot system. Yeah. The loot system is fun, and you get to play. You get to play some like really cool mechanics. Um, I remember Borderlands Two. I used to. Uh, do a run for a specific kind of weapon that drops off of one guy and it was called um, Lydia and basically it had a really high poison um, 
which was so cool. I really, really enjoyed having the sniper rifle. You shoot them from afar, and then as they run to you, they would just sort of die. <laughs> you know, and they would just sort of like, it's like they were melting as they were running towards you, and like, yes. <laughs> and so, like, as a sniper, you know, and you've got lots of people, you just sort of do, 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 get a few yeah. of those uh, shots in, and then let them run to you, and then you just yeah. sort of run around and cry and panic with a shotgun for the remainder of it uh but yeah it's weird like you find those little niches that you enjoy but yeah i, I yeah, don't know it's, it's one of those one of those big challenges particularly with a game like borderlands which which kind of trades on yeah they made a, made a huge thing in the advertising about however many bajillion guns you can get um and the outer worlds to a certain to a certain extent falls into the same trap as well and again probably why fantasy games are a little bit better than sci-fi games in that yeah oh great i've got this whole whole option of of you know so probably your your usual candidates um of a shotgun uh, and a pistol and like maybe some kind of uzi type gun uh, then a sniper rifle and then um like a machine gun and then your kind of um, bazookas um but very rarely even with kind of skills trees like half of them you know you have to swim uphill to make yeah. half of those things work you know very rarely in my experience can and you, yeah. you specialise in an Uzi <laughs> throughout a whole game without just being oh, I just just I need the shotgun and the sniper rifle basically you know pistols yeah. forget about it very rarely except in a Resident Evil 4 <laughs> and it's weird yeah 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 it's weird because there's, there's gonna be there's gonna be situations where you're just kind of like all right okay i'm gonna do this this is how i want my character to be and then there will inevitably be that point 30 40 hours into the game where you're like right i'm struggling with my character a little bit what have i done you know and then they're just like do not use this path it is the weakest possible path for your character (laughs) use this other cookie cutter build and you will have a much you're just like oh oh that makes sense oh fuck and all of a sudden the entire the entire game is um much easier and i think in because you know in games like uh, um, Thief is a good example where, where they kind of laid out to you you know where you could you could play the game in whatever way you want so you could go in all guns blazing or you could go in stealth because basically those are the two ways of, of doing anything like. <laughs> um, but but you know um, there's two boss fights where if you, if you put all your shit into stealth you do actually need to stand in front of this boss and shoot him in the face um, and so you're just better off doing the running gun um, version of it and then that, that problem is kind of exacerbated with open world games because you know you've got procedural elements in there and, and, and things like that and it's just, just naturally built they're, they're just you know a, a much much smaller array of builds which just make your life easier or you know like I say you do deliberately challenge yourself like now i'm gonna be a pistol specialist he's like oh, yeah yeah it's like yeah. i'm gonna be the underdog yeah <laughs> yeah um and struggle struggle through the entire game because you know that whatever the pistols just don't scale as much because it works as... with my character fantasy <laughs> yeah <laughs> my precious my precious original character uh whose backstory i've had canoned and and i've got overly attached to maybe um, maybe that's the only reason i like skyrim and that it was one of the few games or, or Oblivion where I chose 
an, uh, what I consider the stealthy underdog class, and it actually turns out it's the most OP way to play the game. <laughs> God, listen to yeah. me. The most OP way. <laughs> Uh, my, my most OP build in a single player PvE game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More acronyms, please. Um, Owning the NPCs. Yeah. Owning the NPCs. So, uh, um, how many uh, axe wielding midgets would I give it out of <laughs> how many eight stealth kills out of ten? Would you give it? Uh, I'm gonna give it five stealth kills out of stealth ten. Stealth kills out of ten. Uh, Sixteen quid. Uh, I'll probably never see again. Will I play or launch it again? Who knows? Tune in. Tune in. Tune in to the podcast to find out. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I heard that that guy's a maniac. Why did he bite me? <laughs> <laughs> 